Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Project Egg Show. I'm your host, Ben Gothard, and today we have the honor of speaking with Elizabeth Lewis. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Wonderful. You know, I'm really excited because, well, we're alive, so I'm excited about that. <laughs> but also, I really want to know, what is your story? Yeah. Oh man, I always am amazed by how things in life come full circle, right? So my company, Brand Style and Bloom by Elizabeth Danielle, through personal styling, personal branding, I help people to reveal the best versions of themselves to reach their goals in life. So there's the branding element and then the fashion element. So when I was little, um, I remember being obsessed with fashion. I was always trying on my mom's dresses, pretending I was going to cocktail parties. I would wear her high heels. Of course, they didn't fit me at all. Um, <laughs> I would make shoes out of construction paper and try to walk outside of them and then quickly figured out that that was painful. Um, but that element of fashion was always with me. And I was like, okay, so I love fashion. I'm gonna be a fashion designer. So I took a fashion design class in college I was terrible at it. <laughs> there was just something about making the patterns and the sewing, and it just wasn't working out for me very well, right? I more enjoyed putting the clothing together and selecting it than actually making the clothing. Um, but I didn't really think that that was something I could really pursue at the time. I didn't really understand personal styling. I didn't know that that was like a thing you could do. So um, I decided to pursue some other creative interests of mine. So my first job out of college was working in book publishing um, mm -hmm. at Penguin Random House. So I've always had a love of the written word and um, authors. And so there I worked in the Speakers Bureau division of the company where that was pretty new at the time. I sound very old when I say this, but I worked there when like ebooks were exploding and everyone was really afraid that the physical book would go away. So publishers were looking for additional streams of revenue. So we would book authors, different speaking engagements, and then um, get a cut of the commission. So for me, I was the assistant for the bureau, but I got to build like the brand identity for it. Um, I got to you know, think about what the logo would look like, um, what does the look of the website look like, copy, all of those things of like, what is this speaker's bureau identity going to be, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so I really enjoyed doing that. And then I spent some time in the nonprofit world before going to um, NYU Stern to get my MBA. I knew I wanted to continue in the marketing and kind of branding space, but um, I kind of understood that more from like a written word, relationship building, creative aspect, and not really the more quantitative aspect. So that's what took me there. So then when I graduated, I worked at Colgate Palmolive um, for five years. And so there I worked as a senior brand manager on different brands such as um, Irish Spring, Palmolive, Optic White, and then um, really got to understand how to be the caretaker of these brands that have been around for years and years and years, and also how to grow them and kind of um, extend those brands. So mm -hmm. in innovation, I worked on putting the kind of story together for some different products that we were launching that we thought would be pretty breakthrough. Um, so I really enjoyed putting the unique story of something together. But then a couple years ago, I've always had this dream of, you know, 
pursuing fashion, pursuing branding, but on my own terms. I started putting the bones of my business together. Um, so I got the personal styling certification. I got um, my website built. I made some business cards. I had some test clients just to see kind of how the idea would work out in real life. And I'm like, oh, this thing, you know, might actually have some legs, right? Um, so I did all that preparation and then kind of faced a fork in the road. So I said, okay, I can actually launch this thing um, and just kind of, you know, leave my salary, <laughs> which, which was comfortable. It was a nice salary, mm -hmm. which kind of launch it and do it. And I said, you know, at this point in my life, I don't have anyone to support other than myself. So this is actually a prime time to do it. Or I can go um, work at another corporation that's more in the fashion space and just kind of continue on a more evolutionary road and then launch my business, you know, five or 10 years from now. And I said, okay, Elizabeth, like, what's the choice? What's it going to be? And I chose to take the chance. Yeah. <laughs> so I officially launched my business three months ago. Um, so it's all kind of hot off the press, but I'm having the time of my life. That's amazing. So let's hop back mm -hmm. in the time machine. Yeah. You mentioned a couple times the word identity. Yes. Obviously a very integral part of branding and styling and fashion. So it seems like that is one of the like those recurring underlying themes. Why is that so important to you? Well, for identity, when I think of a personal brand, it's all about your unique story. And that's so important because it's nobody else's story. It's really your unique story that you tell in a credible, it's credible because it's you, and consistent way to reach your goals in life. So when you know that identity and when you've taken the time to kind of actually work on it and kind of know what you stand for, that is so important because if you don't do that work, um, I think Jeff Bezos said, your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. Like your brand takes on a life of itself and it might not necessarily be what you want it to be. Right. So of course your brand is authentic to you and reflects who you are, but you have to kind of know what that is and do mm -hmm. the work to put it together. So what does that work look like? And, yeah. and the reason why I'm so curious about this, one, well, I'm just very curious. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but also I feel like entrepreneurs a lot of time really struggle with their identity yeah because you know either either you know coming from a you know working with another company or just kind of randomly starting something new we don't always sit down and take a minute to be like okay well who am i right what am i really good at what's my superpower and how am i going to let that um let, let that be ever pervasive throughout the brand, yeah, right? So yeah. what was your journey mm -hmm. like and, and what did it actually look like specifically of discovering that identity? Yeah. So the way that I do it, and this is the way um, that I encourage everyone to do it because it's approachable and kind of easy in a way but has big results, is sitting down and doing a vision board. So in your vision board, the big question that you ask yourself is, what does my dream life look like, right? And that's a question that I asked myself. So I got myself a big pile of magazines 
And um, I already kind of knew what I wanted to do, to be honest. But, you know, I got myself a pile of magazines. I do it this with my clients, like National Geographic. I choose, you know, fashion magazines. I choose business magazines. I, one time I chose a magazine on bourbon, you know, for <laughs> one of my clients. But the goal is that people are multifaceted. So you need to have all of these different reflections of things so people can kind of dive in and choose what appeals to them. Um, so I sat down and I did my vision board and I chose phrases that appealed to me. I chose colors that appealed to me. Um, of course, pictures of people doing certain things that were appealing to me. And then, um, I encourage people to talk it out with someone because the real power of doing this is yes, you have everything on paper and you have the visuals, but it's really when you tell the story of what's behind those images of where um, the real kind of brand reveals itself. Mm -hmm. So for me, my three words were uh, fearless, um, sophisticated, and whimsical. Mm. And so fearless in that um, I wasn't afraid to take the leap to do this. I mean, I was afraid, right? right? I mean, there are a lot of risks to doing something like this, but I didn't let the fear overtake me. Um, sophisticated in that the meaning behind sophisticated is really having an appreciation of fashion, an appreciation of culture. I absolutely have an appreciation for fashion because I see it as a transformational element and a way for people to express themselves. Hmm. And then whimsy is because I always have a sense of play and I kind of incorporate that into everything that I do. You know, it's just something that's a little bit off kilter. So. Um, Today I'm wearing like oranges, I'm wearing like some red boots, you know, I'm wearing a scarf with like purples and things. So I express a lot of that through color and through my accessories, but that's always something that plays in. Um, for one of my clients, when I did this workshopping with him, his three words were refined, elevated, and then revolutionary impact. We kind of cheated on the third one, it was like more like a phrase. Um, but the interesting for him is that we arrived at the word elevated because he had chosen a picture of a private jet. Hmm. And when you see a picture of a private jet, you're thinking, okay, this is someone who wants to make a lot of money in their future. You know, that's really important to them. Um, having these kind of play things that uh, people with a lot of means can have. But when he told me why he chose the image, he actually pointed to a phrase that was below the private jet. Mm -hmm. And the phrase said, an elevated experience. Mm. And so I'm like, oh, that's so different from what I was thinking when I just saw this image. So for him, he just doesn't want to be seen as someone who's basic. He's not a basic person, right? But he wanted that to be portrayed um, through what he did every day and kind of his everyday style. And so that's how we arrived at that word for him. So the power of this is that you're sitting down, you're taking that time to look at what appeals to you today, but it also connects to where you want to be tomorrow. So that's where the identity piece comes in. Hmm. So I believe you mentioned before you started your vision board, mm -hmm. you already kind of knew what you wanted to do. Yes. When did that really click for you? And what was the, like that mm -hmm. inspiration that let, led to that click yeah well I knew I had the inspiration for this business 
But I'd never really sat down and realized that I was fearless. You know, that's something that portrayed itself through my vision board. So it was a quality that I had and it's something that I wanted to be in the future. But that was like a key thing where I was like, this is who I am. This Mm -hmm. is something that I want to express as my identity purposefully, right? So I think, of course, you can't. I, I don't, I'm not a proponent of just inventing a brand. Right. It has to be something that's authentic to you. You already have to have those elements in there, but you kind of laser focus on what those words are so that you express them. Mm. So it's not as much just picking, you know, three random words no. or no. words and phrases, if you want to go <laughs> Exactly. Um, but, but like identifying within yourself, okay, these are like the seven that I could pick from, which ones do I really want to double down on and emphasize and go forward with? Yes, that also align with your dreams. So there has to be that alignment of who you are and that authenticity, Mm. but also connecting to where you want to go. And that's how the vision board brings everything together. That's cool. I'm curious about the step before the vision board. Sure. Because again, you know, I feel like a lot of people operate in this zone of they're just doing things. Yeah. They don't really know what they're good at. Yeah. They're like, oh, you know, I'm I like fishing. <laughs> you know, or, or just How does something. That figure where, in? Right, 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 right. right. And, and it's like they may be able to identify some of the things that they like to do, mm-hmm. but they may not be able to identify what they're really good at mm-hmm. or what their strengths are. Yeah. And that's like, I mean, I think we all know the, the quote of the, you know, judging the fish by its ability to climb a tree. It's right. just, you know, it'll think it's stupid. So the, the step before the vision board, what's your philosophy there on really getting crystal clear on like, who am I as a person? What am I good at? What are my strengths? Yeah. Well, I think, think about what um, you've been successful at in life and what you enjoy. So when I thought about my past and as I was kind of connecting all the dots of my career, I mean, one of the things for me was that I can easily build relationships with people. Like that is something that I am good at. I know that I'm good at that. But what I was lacking when I wanted to take that next step in my career was kind of like that, okay, the numbers, like the analysis, the quantitative side. So that's why I went to grad school to kind of get that piece fleshed out. Mm -hmm. But relationship building was always something that I'd had that quality to do. So I think um, it takes some reflection. It takes some really sitting down and thinking about, okay, what has my life been like thus far? What are the things that I've enjoyed? Um, Maybe even asking other people, right? Because again, your brand is so much about how you're perceived, not just how you think about yourself, but how you're perceived as well. So think about um, that self-inventory, think about that perception, share your thoughts with people. And then if there's like a gap within that, think about, okay, I think I'm really good at this, but maybe I'm not that good at it, but what can I do to become better at it, right? So it really takes that reflection as well as sharing. Hmm. That's a very thoughtful answer. So when you were thinking about, okay, I know I have this skill of relationship building. Yeah. How did you develop that Maybe you didn't develop it. Maybe it was always just there. But like, what's your process or, mm-hmm. or, or your philosophy rather on actually building meaningful relationships where you're connecting with other individuals? I think it's just really being interested in people. 
you have to like people <laughs> to be able to build relationships. It's really hard to do that just, you know, hanging out by yourself. So um, I've always been someone who's interested in people. And it's funny because what I do now is so connected to, to people. And I really need to be able to build that relationship with them because so much of this is about trust. You know, it's so much more than clothes. Like they're trusting me with um, keeping their hopes and dreams safe. They're trusting me to go into their closet, which when you think about clothes that you've chosen, a lot of those are associated with memories, you know? They trust me to um, recommend what we do with those clothes. Do we keep them? Do we get rid of them? So it's a lot of being open-hearted and that vulnerability, but in forming that relationship with them, I help them to feel safe and to trust me through the journey. So I think it's really being interested in who they are and, and what they want to accomplish and um, just knowing that if you have that trust as a foundation, you can help them get there. Well, I definitely think you have to like people in yes. order to be able to do that. <laughs> Liking people is important. <laughs> but, but, you know, I think it's so important to really recognize the importance of relationship building also and and, you know that's really why i wanted to focus on that a little bit because at the end of the day we're all in the same business we're all in the people business right and if you don't know how to work with people you can have a really hard time getting things done right and and so i'm curious when you're learning about people and you're obviously you have to build trust because like you said i mean they're People are trusting you with their reputation. Exactly. They're, they're trusting you with their image, how the world sees them. Right. How do you go about um, learning their story? How do you go about understanding who they are and really digging down into that? And I know you've kind of mentioned it a little bit, mm-hmm. but I want to just ask that directly. Yeah. Because, like, to me, I love asking questions mm-hmm. and, like, getting to hear the story and, and you know, and some things – you know, so I just get more curious about specific things, but like, how do you go about doing that? I'm curious. Well, the process that I go through actually has several different touch points. So all of those help us to build that trust and that connection. Um, so before we even get started, when I'm considering working with someone and they're considering working with me, we just have an initial call and I call it a discovery call. I'm like, why are we on the phone? <laughs> you know, um, what is it that's attracted you to this type of thing? Like, why are you interested in personal branding? Why are you interested in personal styling? And then they'll give me reasons like, you know, I'm just really bored with um, my wardrobe. Like when I look in my closet, it's it's very dull. So usually it actually comes from the styling place hmm. um, because the connection with the brand and the styling isn't always something that people immediately see, even though it's crucial. So usually it comes from something like those more surface reasons, which... I don't know that people are always that afraid to reveal, right? Right. So we kind of start with that top surface. That's an easy win. It's an easy win, exactly. Mm -hmm. But then as we go through the call, I'm like, well, okay, so you're bored with your wardrobe, but what does that mean for you? Like if you had a wardrobe you could look in every day and be inspired, how would that help you in life, right? So then I take them from that kind of more surface thing to thinking about what could my future look like if I had this little bit more vibrancy in there, Mm -hmm. if I could save time, right? 
Um, if you don't know how to put your clothes together, you're probably spending a lot of time figuring that out every day, right? So again, that's something more surface, but okay, I could have more time you know, with my family. I could have more time to pursue this other thing that I wanna do. So that's continuing to kind of peel the onion and dig deeper into that deeper space. So then once they've told me those things, I'm like, well, here's how I can help you, you know, and here's how we can uh, work to get to that that version of yourself. Um, that's kind of like a step change that'll help to make these things easier in your life. So that's already one kind of touch point of trust. And then that the branding part, like people kind of think it's arts and crafts at first. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like we're going back to grade school. We're cutting up images in magazines. So that's why that part is so powerful is because it's it's kind of innocent and takes you to that artsy craftsy space but then we like get deep mm-hmm. because people are like oh i've never really thought about this before like i've never thought about why I like these specific colors or these specific words i don't know you know why this necessarily appeals to me but as they're telling me those stories they don't even realize that they're getting deep but they want to help me to get to that place where I can understand them better. So they're they're kind of willing to go there, right? If you've already started a process like this, it takes a little bit of vulnerability from the outset. So it's just kind of continuing through that process. Then once I get in their closet, well, once we have those three words, to be honest, they're like, whoa, this is so cool. Like, <laughs> you know, and then they're excited by that because mm-hmm. they've never actually sat down and taken that time to think about, like, what are my three words? That's kind of a new concept for a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so then they're excited. So that excitement trumps, you know, any sort of major fear that they might have of doing this process because they're seeing that it's working. Um, so then that trust just kind of builds throughout. And then I make sure that it continues after we're done by like checking in with them. How, you know, how has this made you feel? A lot of times the answer is more confidence. I feel more confident every day when I can wear something that I believe in that reflects my brand. Like when I go into a room, like I'm there, (laughs) you know, I'm not hiding anymore. Like I'm not afraid that I'm, you know, wearing the wrong thing or um, in an environment where, you know, I'm not necessarily seizing that opportunity. So it's just more confidence to kind of show up, but as themselves on a daily basis. That's awesome. You know, I've been, uh, I'm a voracious reader and, you know, I've been reading a lot of Mm -hmm. of, uh, Oprah lately. Oh, I love Oprah. She's awesome. Great, right? She's the best. Yeah. And, you know, one of the messages that I really got from her was, and maybe I maybe I didn't get the right message here, but what I interpreted it as was, we all have like our moment of destiny. Yeah. We all have the thing that we're really put here for, and our job is to figure that out. Right. And so it seems like, you know, I mean, the, the, the whole point of the show is to help people turn their dreams into reality. I think we're... On a very similar mission with two different vehicles you know you're you're coming at it from the personal branding the the identity the the style and you're really helping people get more in touch with who they are and then it's like starting from that closet going into the depths of who they are at their core and then coming back up to make sure all of those other things really reflect right who they really are. Right, right, exactly. That's, That's their piece of destiny. Mm-hmm. And taking some time to figure that out and then manifesting itself. Right. I think Oprah's onto something. <laughs> well, she must be. <laughs> she must be. Well, 
you know, I, um, I really want to thank you so so much. My pleasure. Uh, for uh, you know, for for coming on the show and, and, and talking about all this stuff. Um, I do have one more question for you. Yes. Then uh, then we'll wrap it on up. Um, I really want to know what question should I be asking you that I just wouldn't think to ask. I think the question would be where do I find inspiration? Because pursuing your dreams is amazing, but it's really hard work. And oh, yes. your mindset as an entrepreneur is everything, right? You really have to make sure to keep yourself in a positive space. So if you were to ask me that question, I would tell you that I find my inspiration in nature. Hmm. Um, I live in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you can feel very hemmed in. You know, the air isn't necessarily always that fresh, like lots of buildings just all around you, right? So when I go into wide open spaces, that can be as minimal as Central Park, which I live a few blocks away from, or even like a train ride away to the Hudson Valley and just go on a hiking trail. Like I just feel like I have the space to think and to renew myself and my energy. Hmm. And so in nature, it's about, it's about what exactly? Like what about being there, being in that space, that environment, allows you to 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 kind of get back to what you're really looking for and 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 yourself yeah i think it's the fresh air i mean fresh air does a lot for you <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and i think it's also just being in wide open spaces you know mm. i think sometimes when um, I get anxious, it's because I put myself into this box. Okay, Elizabeth, you have option A, you have option B, you have option C, like this is it, right? And I've kind of not um, looked outside to like, what's option Z, right? right? That could still reach the goal, but is not necessarily something I've thought about. So when I can open up my own mind, which mm -hmm. is going into open nature, that's when I open myself up and then those ideas start to come. Mm. Seems like a meditation for you. Yeah, it is kind of a meditation. Being in nature, it's a meditation for me. Yeah. That's powerful. And I love nature too. And like, to me, when you're out there and I mean, either you're walking or, or you're hiking or you're, or even if you're just sitting, right? You're just there. It's almost like the rest of the world just kind of melts away. Not in a bad way, of course, you know, right, you know yeah. a very peaceful way. And it's like you get to almost step back from everything and just have that space. And then you can you can just be for a second and then let yes. you know, let everything like the day to day of you know, I have to think about this, and I have to do that, and I have to get over here, and I have yeah. to worry about that. Just let that kind of Again, melt away, and then you're just left with like that core you. Right. And then you get to think. Right. And what's really interesting about what we've been talking about, a lot of, you know, a lot of what we've been talking about is like self awareness, getting more in touch with who we are at our core. Honestly, the, the, the person who that's the most difficult with a lot of the time is ourself. Because for most people, it's probably a very like alien concept of, hey, you may not know everything about yourself. Like you may, you may have not taken the time to ask yourself the really hard questions. I mean, just asking yourself one question every day, who am I? You're gonna get a different answer every day. You're gonna learn more about yourself every day. 
it's really cool. So I love what you're talking about about nature because I think it gives you the space to do that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And then just being present. I don't know about you, but sometimes I like to climb up mountains, right? And um, I'm just trying to not like slip, <laughs> slip and fall. I'm trying to watch out for the next rock. <laughs> so it's that presence of mind, which is that meditational space. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Elizabeth, I want to thank you very, very much for uh, coming on the show today and, and sharing everything that you have. Uh, it's been very special, so thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And uh, to everybody who's watching and listening, I want to thank y'all very, very much. Y'all rock. You know you do. And I love y'all, each and every one of you. So thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth. And I will see everybody on the next episode. Take care now.